Welcome to season two of the Queer Soul Spotlight, a kind corner of the internet where you can leave your troubles at the door and bring your truest self to the table. I'm Jenny, creative photographer and collector of stories. Each week, I sit down with a queer guest and they share their story to celebrate that there are infinite ways to be queer. Whether you're queer yourself, ready to learn, or simply need a couple of friends for the next hour or so, I'm so grateful you're here. You've never seen iCarly? No. Well, we're opening with You've Never Seen iCarly. Oh, God, it started. <laughs> Hi, Nine. everybody. I'm here with Ben. Ben, I haven't seen you in almost 10 years, I think. I I've think the last definitely... time I saw you, I was like maybe a freshman in college, which was yeah. Yeah. 2013, maybe. Mm-hmm. Ew. A long time ago. <laughs> many, many lifetimes ago. Yeah. Um, I've known Ben since I was 15, and we were wow. in a lovely musical together. I thought you were really old because you were 20. I can't believe you were 15. That's really young. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little weird. You're crushing it. Um, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ben and I played opposite each other in Little Women, and uh, <laughs> I thought Ben was like a whole adult. I was like, that's 20 that's so old and now i see a 20 year old and i'm like that's an infant i know it's true <laughs> i mean yeah com- comparatively since it was right? a theater but i remember in auditions it was like because there aren't that many boys no. running around the youth theater world no. shockingly it was like me who was obviously on the out going out edge of like old enough or young enough to be in this well you shape theater. every show right yeah and and then like two like children like there was like a 13 year old boy and we were kind of like hanging out and we were running the lines for the callback and he was like i don't know how to say these and i was kind of trying to like you know bounce it off him like shoot the shit i was like um um and i was like well just like you know just imagine that because it was like the scene where he professes his love to joe you know and i was like just imagine that you're like really in love with this person and you just like really want to marry her you know and he was like I don't know what that feels like. I'm only 13 years old. And I was like, okay. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Amazing. So for people who don't know you, introduce yourself, name, pronouns, how you identify, and then we'll jump right in. Ben, uh, he, him, and I don't know, I'm a gay man. I love that for you. That's okay. great. Okay. Cool. Cool. Which I already knew, but it might have been, uh, people listening don't know. For sure. Um, Let's talk about, like... How you got from, like, you were a little bit out of the closet in Little Women to, like, now you're engaged and very happy and amazing. Yeah, I guess it's weird. I don't know. Mm, It must be my coming out to strangers' habits that made it feel like I was only a little bit out of the closet because I was definitely out of the closet. Like, I came out of the closet in the school newspaper when I was 16. In the newspaper? So I was fully out of the closet, but I don't know, like... I don't know. I guess if it didn't come up until a certain point, it was kind of like, oh, really? You know what I mean? I mean, I knew, like, I mean, I didn't even realize I was closeted at the time, but I knew I felt a lot more comfortable kissing you because I knew you were gay. That's such a sweet thing. Because I knew you weren't going to be creepy. That And that was my first kiss. You know that, right? Oh my god! That I think was I knew it at the kiss. time. Oh my god! Romantic. Yeah. yeah right. Oh. And I was like, oh my god! And honestly, like little autistic me loved this because I knew on the rehearsal calendar what day it was going to be. Like, it wasn't going to be a surprise. (laughs) And you were like first kiss 4 PM. Yes. No, for real. Oh my God. And like all the girls that played my sisters. Oh my God. I need a spinoff. All the girls that played my sisters knew 
but Rebecca, the director, didn't know. And so we knew like, what that you were gay. No, or that I was that, gay. No, that it was my first kiss. Oh, oh no! And so they were so excited, and so we like ran the scene, and I sang "Astonishing" or whatever, and all of them were like, "Yeah!" Like at the end, and Rebecca was like, "Yeah, I guess." Like, good job. <laughs> like they had no idea. Rebecca, the director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But what was so, uh, I guess interesting to me in hindsight was like I was so ready for like fireworks and like you know you hype it oh. up like and there was nothing I mean it's a stage kiss even if you were straight no but like but of course you think was, that because it's like oh my god yeah and I was so, I was really disappointed <laughs> yeah no my first kiss was definitely a stage kiss yeah and it was like meh you know meh. yeah I mean yeah 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 it's like a moment with your body you know and like and you're just like friend, why are we friend touching intimacy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but it's not like a romantic moment. No. It is a moment like a like a growing up moment because you're like, oh, like physical intimacy Milestone. with people that I trust. Like, yeah. you know, this but is weird, but I have a body, and it's not just for like doing, you know, playing on the playground. Yeah, but it, you know, it's not the same. As but I will say case, that obviously. knowing you were gay was really, really helpful for Aww. me, and I was just like, all right, like it's not gonna be creepy, it's not gonna be weird. Mm-hmm. It was a nice time. That's such a day making thing to. Oh really? Hear. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a really safe space. I felt, and mm-hmm. it's like it can be so nerve wracking, and then it's like, you know, especially if it's outside of you know rehearsal or if it is like if it's some straight guy that's gonna like then be flirting with you and being like let's go do more uh-huh. and it's like it gets weird and like i definitely yeah. wasn't into that so i, I mean I, one would I'm hope very grateful to you. <laughs> one would hope that an actor would you know not be such a whatever but no but like you know this especially actors mm-hmm. yeah that's actually fair especially actors yeah uh- <laughs> so what happened in your life after that i mean you're one of the most well-traveled people i huh. know after that, well, well, what's a short list of the places you haven't been? Because I feel like that's a shorter list than the places you have been. Um, uh, Africa. Well, hmm, no, that's not true. <laughs> uh, okay. Have you been to every continent? I haven't been to Antarctica and I haven't been to Australia. So I've been, been to five. Australia. No. That's on my list. Yeah, it's it's on my list, but it's not that close to the top because it's a long list, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But um, where did you go? I mean, so after I finished uh, undergrad, I was working as a tour guide for four years, and that was mostly in Europe. So that's like the place that I know the best outside of the states, you know. Yeah. And then um, I remember been... I read all your blog posts. When oh, you were, like, fun! I read every single fun. one. They've trickled to. They've tried to trickle. Trickle too dry? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. But yeah, but they're still around. I actually have a travel podcast, which unfortunately has fallen by the wayside. I literally have all the footage, you know, the yeah. recording for episode six, which I'm not gone around to editing, but that's pretty fun. It's called Live for the Hostel Kitchen. If anyone wants to. Oh, I'll put that in the show notes uh, after if check anyone wants out the, a link. The only five episodes. Um, I'll listen to <laughs> Yeah. No, and then, so I know you're pretty well. I've lived in uh, Switzerland and Croatia. Yes. And worked a bit in France and Italy. Also, and, the Amazon? Yes. <laughs> and then I did a, like, two-month volunteer study abroad thing in Peru. And then my fiancé lives in Peru. Yeah. So at this point, I know Peru pretty well, but Peru's huge. You know, I only know a few parts. And it's hard to know all of Peru pretty well. I don't think that's like saying like, I know America. Really exactly. Well. It's, it's like, so no. big. It's so big. And it's like, I guess not quite as big as the States, but it's very poorly connected, you know, yeah. cause some parts are so rural. There's like 24 hour bus rides that you can take easily, which I guess you could do in the States too, but you get it. It's, yeah. Well, it, how do you it, meet it feels your huge. Um, I was working down there in Peru for, um, uh, backgrounds, the company and the, the company that I guided for. And I met him, down there when I was working during a, what's it called? 
like during a Christmas break because I used to do it during grad school. Yeah. I still worked like in the winter regions because uh, I'm Jewish. I don't celebrate Christmas. So I was like <laughs> taking that straight to the bank. Absolutely. Parents don't expect me back. I'll go home for Thanksgiving and then I'll be like, I'm available for Christmas. Yeah. And so, um, and I met him the last time I was down there before the pandemic, before everything closed. It was December 2019. And we were like, oh, we should keep texting. Let's start a long distance relationship. And three months later, COVID. Yeah. But here we are today. That's amazing. Engaged and he's getting here in a week. Let's go. Yeah, he's yeah. finally moving here. What? Okay, so tell me about your proposal story. Oh. So clearly you've seen him since you started long distance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was last with him a month ago. Um, let's see. Proposal story. There's three proposal stories. I want all of them. Yeah, well, the first one, I brought it up because we had been like, you know, I went to there and then he was in Mexico and he was kind of trying to move to Mexico and I visited him there. And, you know, he, he had no visa to enter the US, like, which you need even as a tourist, yeah. which is a pain in the ass. And it was kind of like, it's the elephant in the room, you know? And very early, like literally the first week that we knew each other, I made some joke about like the visa and he was really mad because we didn't have rapport yet. And he yeah. was like, I'm not doing this for the visa. Like, you know, oh, like I don't like need you to give me a visa, thing. you know? And I was like, okay, whatever. But then it was like, okay, check your privilege. Like, obviously this is, something that Venezuelans think about, yeah. you know, um, but it, you know, it's the elephant in the room, obviously. And so our last day together in Mexico, and that was, we had gone on a road trip uh, in Yucatan together. And he'd also met my sister, who's my best friend. How and is she? She's, she's good. She's I follow her struggling, on crushing, working really hard, still living with my grandma. Yeah. My sister's a, a musician in LA. She makes her music. We can link that too. We will. Cause she's amazing. Um, but yeah, working really hard, like doing a million creative things at once, you know, I writing, remember. submitting the writing to contests, writing other stuff, recording, being in immersive theater shows, God knows what else. Amazing. I remember yeah. in college, uh, I went to Disney at one point when she was friends with Merida and that was so oh, yes. fun. Oh, you have the proper lingo. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that when I was little. And then I realized that I can't smile for long enough. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. And I would just be like, what's up? I'm Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be fired immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I've got tattoos, so it's over. But... Oh, snap. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. I can't. Okay. So we sleeves. talked about it. Proposals. So oh, yeah, yeah. Proposals. So that was the first. So, okay. We had done this amazing Mexico trip where it was kind of like we had only been dating for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And of that, we had been together physically for like a month and a half in total. But it was like, oh, like we want this to continue. And, it, you know, this is elephant in the room. So on our last night together before saying goodbye. And we were like taking a nap in bed together during a rainstorm and I just brought it up. And I was like, well, we could get married for a US visa. And he was like, what? And I was like, I know this sounds kind of crazy, but I kind of had this thought, which is what I tell everybody. And I, I think it's like an important thing to point out. Like, you know, most proposals, you already, everybody involved already knows that it's coming, Yeah. right? And um, I wanted to ask him or to mention it when I wasn't sure yet because I didn't want it to be like, like I didn't want there to be a privilege dynamic, you know? I didn't sure. want it to be like, I have decided that I am now ready to offer you the visa to my country. Right. I was like, I don't really know if we want to do this, so let's decide together, you know? Totally. And it is kind of weird that like with proposals, like essentially you decide to get married together 
you know, the proposal nowadays isn't actually a moment of like, will she say yes or no? Oh my God, no. And if it's really, I talked about this on a previous episode. Oh, really? Like if it's really actually a surprise and you didn't know it was going to happen, you need to maybe have some conversation. Exactly. Like, exactly. Okay, really? You never talked about this? You yeah. never thought this might be coming? So the first proposal was like the talk, but then it, it you know, is a, kind of a proposal. And uh, we folded up, uh, Alejandro folded up a ticket of like a museum we had gone to and stapled it and we made our first ring quote and it, you know it was cute and but we didn't even decide then we were like he was like oh my god yeah that's kind of crazy i was like i know but like kind of wanted to ask you like while we're together in person just yeah. like think about it and a week later on a phone call we were like let's do it so then we applied for the shit the visa shits and the shit Which is so shits. complicated this was a year and a half stupid. ago yeah and it was supposed to take four to six months uh-huh <laughs> so there's that um, but then when I moved down this March to Peru to live with him because I got this um, remote job, which I was like, oh, my goodness, that's exactly what my relationship needs in life. And so I was like, hell yeah. And so I moved down there and he had a proposal where he proposed to me and I proposed to him afterwards as well. And so his we did. was pretty epic. He uh, proposed to me after at the end of a hike to Machu Picchu. Yeah. And he proposed to me at Machu Picchu. Which, That's is, very which is where we first met each other. So that was cool too. Yeah. And then uh, I proposed to him. I just like asked, what's it called? Like what his favorite place in Lima was. Mm -hmm. And he told me. And one, one time he was like, because we like really wanted to travel together. He was like, ah, I want to propose to you in front of the Eiffel Tower. I was like, if you propose to me in front of the Eiffel Tower, I'm saying no. Like <laughs> that is so fucking cliche. Thank you, but try again. But, <laughs> but, then, but I like... Um, bought like a ton of roses and like stuck them in this chain link fence that's at his favorite spot in Lima, which is like a walkway at the sea. Mm -hmm. And so I like made the Eiffel Tower out of roses. Ha. And I oh was like, uh, it's the in front of the Eiffel Tower. And that was cool. That's and he likes so roses. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, love. oh, that's wonderful. So, so how have you gone from, cause I remember I reached out to you right before I even started this podcast Yeah, and I was like, do you want to be on it? And you were like, mm, I don't know. Like I, I need to, I need to figure out some things and like, you know, how has that, you know, it's been almost a year since I reached out. Like what has I guess changed? Almost a year. I mean, it was just, it was just a, it was a crazy time for my relationship. Cause I had just moved. We just moved in together for oh, the first true. time. Yeah. And like, you know, I was having to do some like internal work, which, I don't know, like, I was just, like, learning about things, like, looking at my past and my development as a gay man and being like, oh, I thought that was just part of the story, but it actually is, like, part of the story that maybe I should think about differently or shift or change, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and just, like, it was just... It was just a really intense time for us, like, figuring all our shit out because we hadn't done it. You know also, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, especially, like, you know, you've been together for X amount of time, but you've been together exactly. geographically for far less, which is how we were, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot you learn when you move in together for the exactly. first time. Exactly, yeah. How do you do laundry? How do you load the dishwasher? Mm -hmm. Do you have, you know, what's your rules about having shoes on the bed or not? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and communication, like, yeah. learning so much about our communication and bringing it to the next level, which just took mm -hmm. so much like work and thought and energy you know because uh he doesn't speak much english we converse in spanish yeah um you know i'm fluent in spanish but still like the slightest difference between like the connotation of a word if it's like oh that's like funny in my language but maybe it's like kind of serious in your language can like cause a fight if you're not careful yeah you know 
And it sounds stupid, but like it's not. But even and anyone who's in an international relationship will know that it's not. And yeah. so it's just like, or at least having the awareness that that might happen and go, oh, let's step back. This is one of those things. Totally, totally. But often by the time you realize, it's like kind of too late. You have yeah. to like deconstruct the fight and be like, wait, when I said this, I meant that. Yeah. And ugh, it's, there's just so much work that goes into like a, a cross cultural relationship. So yeah. yeah, I was just in the middle of doing that, you know. Um, I was I was doing some therapy. I'm probably we gonna start therapy. now that I'm back. I know. And my my uh, advice to anybody out there is like, if you haven't had a bunch of relationships by the time you like have your first serious relationship and you like want it to go well, even if you're like, I'm a good person, I get rave reviews. Oh yeah. Uh, and I feel pretty happy. Like you need therapy. If you haven't had the practice, it's fine because there's you know like gay life cycles are different. Totally. But like. If you haven't had the practice, you need to figure it out with therapy because there's so many little things that it was just like, oh, I never thought I could be a bad boyfriend in any way if I'm like a good person who really cares about this person. Yeah. Eh, you need therapy. Right. And because it's going in and, and deconstructing why you are the way you are and mm -hmm. how the way you are might interact with a different person that isn't you. Because obviously yeah. you're fine for you. But like something might, it, you know, like different communications. Yeah. And, and like the way all in, like intimacy and sexuality and all these things like our culture is so bad at talking about that and yeah. i've learned it and you know it's something cool it's like the strength of a cross-cultural relationship i've like seen the way like my fiance talks to his best friends and his mom about like things that to me are so intimate and i'm like oh that's weird that americans don't do that you know yeah and um yeah so yeah there's just like so many things that even if you're like kind of floating through life like mm -hmm. They, they come into your a relationship and you're like, okay, wait, I don't get, I don't get this part of me. Enough. Totally. I, this is very much a, a pro therapy podcast. Indeed, I think, indeed. and that, what you said is true. Like you don't need to be deeply depressed, deeply anxious. Like there are huge issues to qualify to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Like everyone should be in therapy period. Like you'll find something. You'll find something. <laughs> I'm sure there's something you can work on. I love my therapist. Aww. I talk about her a lot on here. I, I love that. Yeah. Hi, Genevieve. Plug I love for Jenny's you. therapist. Oh my God. Yeah, we love therapy. <laughs> what is, like, I'm sure you have so many. Tell me, like, a crazy story from when you've been traveling of, like, oh, shit that has gone absolutely bananas. God, Jenny, how much time do you have? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been 17 minutes. We've got about another 20. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, well, the story of when I got robbed in Egypt will take the full 20 minutes. <gasps> I remember that. Oh, remember, I've told you this. I, no, no, told no. You I remember reading the blog post. Oh, okay. Being, so like, you already know about oh, that. Oh, my God. That's definitely my craziest traveling story. Um, That's for another day, I think. Let's see. Uh... I don't know. I mean, luckily, I don't have that many, like, disaster, like, adventure stories like the Egypt story yeah. recently because now I'm more experienced at it. True. And obviously, as you get older, you're like, I guess I should invest in, you know, like... Insurance. <laughs> not insurance so much as, like, maybe I'll just, like, take the train during the day instead of, like, four night buses, which I'm slowly learning. I took some really nasty night buses when I returned home from Europe, like, a month ago, and mm. I was like... My eyes. Do you ever do you watch Rick and Morty? No. Oh, there's I'm like familiar. there's like an episode where it makes fun of the movie uh, Us with Lupita Nyong'o, yeah, yeah, and there's that. like they have like their night versions of them <laughs> that like try to take over the take over their lives. Yeah, and they have like these bloodshot eyes, and it's like boom, I control the night. I like literally <laughs> that's what my eyes look like after the after these bus rides. Anywho, 
that's not a very good story. But long story short, I learned my lesson. I was like, I'm 30. I should have just paid like 40 more dollars to take the TGV like bullet train mm-hmm. during the day. Um, but I don't know. I just love like the weird little things well, that have, happen. It doesn't have to be a disaster. Like it can be something yeah. like really awesome that happened that you were like, <gasps> oh man. Well, when we took our road trip in Mexico, we like stayed in this town that it's like the little strangers and both me and Alejandro love that, like observing the little strangers that you meet and being like, damn, that lady was straight from a TV show and kind of like, <laughs> just like, like loving on those interactions, you yeah, know, absolutely. there was like a little, uh, like town that we got an Airbnb in and stayed in. It was like a, sort of a, a Mayan town uh-huh. and we were getting pastries from like the bakery at night and the guy and the lady were uh, talking in Mayan and I studied linguistics. So I like love that. And we were like, Oh my God, that's so cool. You guys are talking Mayan. Like, and uh, the guy who was like an old grandpa was so cool. He, he showed us his pastries and he was like, <laughs> these are the best pastries in town. And he was like, here in Yucatan, we count in Spanish, we talk in Mayan and we eat in French and he showed me his <laughs> croissants. And I was like, this guy is so just like, so full of just like joy to like yeah. sh- share with a random visitor, you know? Um, that's know, awesome. more recently, cause we were, we were, uh, traveling around Europe. Well, I was, Oh, this is a fun story. Mm-hmm. We were living in Croatia during the world cup and oh boy. the second, the game, the, the second to last game, the game where they weren't eliminated, you know, obviously, but the game before that, where they proceeded to the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. it like when they, and I was in a work meeting by the way. So I had to like keep a straight face on zoom, but when they scored that last goal, and like, honestly, cause they were behind for the whole game. And then they like got, it wasn't the last goal. It was the goal where they got ahead, yeah. which was in the second half. Like the city went insane. I felt like the house was going to fall down. I was like, like and I was looking like- over Alejandro who was like in front of the TV. And I was like trying, I looked like, you know, like a scared cat, like trying to keep it together on this I'm Zoom call. And we heard outside. So we were in Split, which is a port city. The ferries, which they're like these 300 person car ferries that yeah. take because Split is the gateway to all the islands. Croatia is kind of an island country. And the ferries were honking their foghorns. Like the f- captains of the ferries w- were like honking yeah. in the harbor. So you just hear like, rah, rah, like <laughs> echoing through the city. And then somebody started ringing the cathedral bell. Oh my God. And we were like, oh my it's a God. Big deal. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were going to go to the gym. We didn't. We went outside and we were like, we're going to a bar. That's amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm like smiling and nodding when you're talking about like the, the goals and things as if I know anything about this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> luckily it's like, I don't know, soccer for me is like pretty accessible. You know, yeah. basketball, football, you're like, wait, they stopped. They started again. Like, the like, there's many points. Like, I it's don't not know, just counting kind of goals. There's care. like points. Yeah. But soccer, it's like, I don't know. I, don't I really kind play of it, but... know the rules of baseball, but not really. Yeah, why do we? That's kind of funny that we know. Maybe because like kids play baseball a lot. Uh, you know, my like... parents were really are really into baseball. Oh, They're really? Like oh, that's why then. But I've never. I don't. I don't do. I think cause it's not... just such a kids game because like yeah. you don't play football as a kid. They're like flag football, and then you're like, I don't know. It's just. I was also just always in rehearsal, so like I don't, oh. I don't have time to know about sports. That's fair. That's fair. Who, who does? Who <laughs> don't does? know. Don't care. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. That's the day of this recording. Oh yeah, it Hashtag is. Relevant. In fact, which I I didn't even realize until you texted me and you were like, oh yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I wouldn't have known unless I looked at our calendar and I was like, hmm, mom, dad, Super Bowl party. Well, well, I'm available. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a good time. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. So. What is like? Okay, so you've been to all these different countries. Mm. What has 
what are the differences in queer culture in all these different countries compared Ooh. to like here? Like, is there a place that you particularly recommend as a queer traveler? Mm. Is there a place that you particularly do not recommend as a queer traveler? Like, I would not unrecommend any place as a queer traveler as mm. long as you're well. But well, the other thing is, I'm passing. very, I'm very straight passing. That's totally true. Um, hmm, I don't know. But I've like come out to randos in a lot of places where like you shouldn't. You know, like yeah. I've been like hitchhiking at night in Peru with truckers and they've been like, so what about your girlfriend? So do you like Peruvian girls? And I was like, no, I'm gay. I like guys. And then they just like proceeded to ask me a million questions about it and kept coming back to like, but you don't want to be a woman. I was like, no. And, but it was like a cute educational moment, you know? Yeah. So I'm not only straight passing, I'm like just outlandishly reckless about these things. Yeah. And that's kind of, I don't know, part of what, that's just a thing, a thing about my personality. Like, And that's okay too. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like you could take some of these dudes. Like, if you're like if you're me, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go true. be murdered. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm gonna be murdered. Now. Hi, Thank you. Hi, you'll never see me again. <laughs> Lord. Um, but was there anywhere that you felt particularly welcome? Oh man. Well, mm, what I what I can say are the places where I was surprised how. You know that, that I was. I think it surprises people how welcome you feel. Mm -hmm. um, Jordan and Palestine for sure. Really? Yeah, I went and uh, uh, couch surfed in the West Bank, and the girl I stayed with was uh, like a lesbian chick, and her like she was out to her family, and we went out and drank beers with her aunt. I was like this little like raised Zionist Jewish boy, so I was like, oh my god, there's beers in Palestine, and they were like, <laughs> yeah, it's the local brewery, and it was you know. So I was, and uh, Jordan is like very intertwined with that because a lot of Palestinians go to live there. And also Jordan's just like one of the most, like the Arab countries that have their shit together the most. Yeah. And Amman is apparently a super gay city. And so that's just, that was cool. And um, a pleasant surprise, you know? Yeah. Um, well, especially I think in the U.S. we get very uh, watered down and or curated views of different countries of course like where it's very controlled what we see and therefore what we think about different countries like you think oh the middle east like mm -hmm. there's absolutely no way exactly but there's obviously pockets everywhere exactly and um mexico for sure mm -hmm. is so gay friendly our, like, uh, incredibly <laughs> one and, of our wedding coordinators yeah. uh is from mexico and she was like are you sure you don't want to do a destination wedding in mexico like uh, we can save a ton of money and oh, you'll be fine man. and i was like no nah, we gotta stay here yeah uh yeah that'd be fun i'd love to do that but yeah i love i also i spent a while in mexico city and i that's my favorite city in the world mm -hmm. uh, and it, mexico does have a really strong rural urban divide much like the u.s you know they're yep. they're our, our brother our cousin so they have all the same shit going on with like city versus country people but like yeah like the cities not just mexico city but especially mexico city are like so gay friendly so some people might be surprised by that um that's great yeah yeah i don't know lima eh Eh, yeah, like we would get like like a cat call out the car window like maybe once a week while we're walking with holding hands. Yeah. Which, you know, Alejandro would get super mad about and he'd be like, Come on, talk to me to my face, you coward. And I'd be like, Who gives a fuck? Let's just keep strolling, you know? Like, like it was never anything sketchy. It was just like, uh -huh. Yes, we yeah, have a day. Thank it was you. Like, mm -hmm, moving on, you know? Yeah. And it's also like kind of a small pond. So Alejandro has told me that like the gay community there is like kind of like incestuous if you will you know sure. it's like the same people are going out to the same like three dance clubs with the same people and all hooking up and it's like yep. you know one of those cities that's like 
big, but the like downtown and modern and sort of wealthy part is small. So like, you're like, oh my God, 8 million people, that's a lot. But you're like, actually it's only three neighborhoods that are like go zones. And yeah. so it's actually really. That's kind of just small. how lesbians are. Uh, fair. Like <laughs> you need to like go do research and see who they know and who their exes are. Cause it's obviously definitely people that you know. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, even just in my brief experience being out and being here since I graduated, like, I've come into so much of that where, like, I'm like, oh, I know this lesbian, I know this lesbian. They used to date, but I'm shooting this one's wedding and this <laughs> one's working on my wedding. Like, it's all... Oh, I love that. Yeah, and it's all very friendly and It fantastic. sounds like it's wholesomely interconnected. Definitely. But you definitely yeah. go, oh, you know so-and-so? Yeah, we dated for two. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool. All right, yeah. all right. As long as you keep it wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's always in the gay man community. I don't know if it always stays wholesome. I wish it would, mm. but... Not always, but, but yeah, most of the places I've traveled, I haven't really been involved in the gay community because I've, I really like medium sized cities and I like living country. Yeah. Like if I'm like, I've never like lived in Paris. Like no, I lived in like not. a, like 20 house village in Croatia, like near the Dubrovnik airport yeah, you and want, Dubrovnik you only has 60,000 people. Yeah. And yeah. And you know, Switzerland lived in the, for like studied abroad and you know, a small university town, which was very gay friendly. Also, yeah. nobody's going to be shocked that Switzerland's gay friendly. No. And then like, you know, when I, and cause I was there cause I was working as a guy. So where do you guide in the mountains? You know, it was like an outdoor, uh, like active, active vacations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so small town in the Alps. That's my dream. I'd always wanted to live in the small town in the Alps. Yeah. I still wish I could, you know, we would both move and grow and old in a small town in the Alps, but, um, yeah, not, not such a gay, uh, culture there. So yeah. what can you do? I'm like I'm like a mountain town guy, and I like totally. haven't you look really like a mountain town found guy. the like mountain towns gay culture. If it was a Venn diagram, it would be two circles. Yep. Everybody's very liberal there, but like you know, so that, that I guess that's been kind of like a weird like frustration in my trajectory, you know, because like the spaces that as a person I just feel comfortable and like enjoy hanging out in, there's just like not that much like dynamic gay culture and not many there hadn't been many opportunities to date you know in all the places that i chose to spend my time so what you need to do is become independently wealthy buy the entire swiss village and then just bring all your gay friends and just live there that sounds like a plan that That seems pretty i'll go (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll see you there let's do it well now that i found a partner i don't care i'll have have whatever friends yeah yeah exactly totally it was more like uh you know where the fish in the sea frustration yeah oh well thirstiness it's real. <laughs> it's real. Well, now you're all set. So, uh-huh. what what sort of timeline do you guys have going for the wedding? I mean, are you going to get married mm-hmm. here? Or are you going to get married? Yeah, we're going to get married here. Uh, in April. <laughs> oh yeah, we should we should talk. We yeah, don't have please. the date yet. It's in April. I've like we're doing this all wrong. Like I know none of this is how any of this goes. Yeah. But, but we were like, because for the longest time we were like, we're not doing a wedding because you know, we want to make it like that everybody can come. And so we want, we'll do like a real wedding quote unquote in two years and just like sign the papers now. Sure. And then my mom was kind of like, but we can do something in our backyard and we can invite the rabbi. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I mentioned it to Alejandro and he was like, yeah, let's do something. And I was like, oh, well, uh, and then. And so the, now you're doing something. The more we thought about it, the more I was like, okay, if we do something, I'm not going to um, hold in my, See, now I'm thinking of like a Spanish phrase, aguantar la gana. I'm not going to like hold back my desire. I'm not going to like hold it in. I'm not going to be able to resist. There we go. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to resist um, like inviting everybody that I want to. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, but are we, if this feels like it was a nice little wedding and it was a little party and whatever, are we really going to 
invest thousands to get married again in two years. Like nobody, you know, there's not going to be a weekend when all of our friends that don't live in the States are going to all make it. So yeah. like that's, that's a fucking lie. That's not happening. So we're just like, okay, let's do something more medium size and do it in like two or three months. So now I'm like actively calling Wait, all my- Wait, this April? Exactly. That's why I told you this isn't how any of this goes. How are you going to find any vendors? I don't know. We're just going to get like a taco truck and do it at like a county park or something, picnic area. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And wow. but I'm actively oh, like- I, th- I assumed uh, at least next April, if not the following Hell April. no, girl. This oh my is God. Exactly, You're getting married tomorrow. Um, it is February. Check your watch. But wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in, in wedding time tomorrow. And the other thing that I'm doing is, which I think is like kind of like stressing out my mom a little bit because we keep like changing which date is the favorite. But I'm like, because I know this is so last minute, I'm giving several people who I want to come from out of town, like my sister and my cousin, people a that few friends. You're not going to get married if they're not there. You need exactly. to give them options. I mean, anybody doing it last minute, like if anybody can't make it, it's like, oh, fucking well, we did yeah, it last minute. And, you, you know, obviously there. my sister needs to be there. Yeah. But um, I've like given certain people like, uh date input Mm -hmm. so now i'm like between i think so two friends my cousin and my sister i'm like going back and forth between all these dates and on the calendar i have like their initials and it's crossed out and then their initials and a star and we just changed from like april 29th to april 15th because my mom was like oh i'm like leading a hike on april on april 30th and my sister's not sure about it so i'm like texting them like Okay, and I called my buddy this morning, like, okay, April 15th, does that work? He's like, okay, do, I can make it work. You it's like, like a quiz monkey this quiz is and just send it out. How any of go. this is done. No. Yeah, but whatever. But your life is not how anyone else's <laughs> life is done. I mean, beautiful. I I don't know anyone else like you. So Aww. obviously, you couldn't do a cookie, a cookie cutter wedding. That wouldn't make any sense. Totes. Yeah, it's just going to be like, I don't know. We, we haven't gotten deep into planning because once Alejandro gets here, we will. Because obviously, like, he doesn't have friends in the country. And. Yeah. You know, he's about to jump into a big pool of Lily energy. Lily, my family, my last name. And, you know, I want him to feel like it's his wedding too, you know? Yeah. So that's why I keep like... Like holding my mom at bay with a pitchfork, being like, "I know you. I know the venues are going to so book much, up. But I know the venues are going to book up, and I know that's freaking you out. But we cannot have Alejandro come here and be like, so it's totally fifty percent your choice, but this is the venue that's available this day. Like, yeah, it's fifty percent your choice, but just show up and it'll yeah. be fine. So yeah, um, that's wild. Yeah, so that's happening. I would love to photograph your wedding. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. Up? I was up? actually gonna ask you. Oh so. my god, were you? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I love to like insert myself into. We things, can't see but... the we can't see the video, but I'm getting a one knee. Oh my god, Sandy Chapman, will you photograph my wedding? Yes. Oh, oh she said yes. Oh everybody. my god, together forever. Oh, love it. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Yeah, well, if you're available on the day, which hopefully I'll be available. Okay. I'll make myself available. Okay, that's cool. fine. It's gonna be great. Oh, April. It depends. Because mm. I'm in next normal, which opens in April. Oh. 15th or 29th. It's, it's a, a Saturday, Saturday in April. We'll talk. During the, we'll talk. It might be We Sunday, don't need to do this on the podcast. We'll talk. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you Everyone, cut down your podcast? Welcome to my... I do a little bit. Welcome to this business meeting. Yeah. I cut down mine extensively, so... Oh, I don't. I, I like to do... If, if anyone, like, truly messes up, mm. or, like, if there's someone's phone went off once, like, I'll edit that. But, yeah, like, yeah. this is all fine. People can just listen to us talk. <laughs> That's it. great. Love it. Are you ready for rapid fire, my friend? Definitely. All right, what's your favorite podcast at the moment, aside from this one, which is obviously your number one favorite? Um, don't listen to many podcasts. I'm listening to a book on tape of the book Rivers of London, which I'm really Ooh, enjoying. okay. And I wish there were more narrative podcasts. I'm actually writing one right now. It's about gay pirates, and it's going to involve sea shanties. Time-traveling gay pirates. That's my exact interest. I'm two episodes in. Wait, we need to talk. Okay, okay. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! I never. Oh my okay. god! I'm gonna send you the first the, the script, the first episode. Oh my god! If you want someone involved in that, I will help you. Yeah. Well, um, I need. What did you say people. the book was called? Rivers. Rivers of London. Of London. I forget what the. It's like someone. Aaron Aronovich. Aaron Sam. No, I don't know. Somebody. Yeah. I'll put a link. Really good, and it's a long series, so I have a lot of. Oh my god! Let's yeah. talk about gay pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever watched um Black Sails? No. Oh, you need to watch Black mm. Sails. I'm like trying to avoid watching any pirate shows until I finish the first draft because I don't want to be like oh have it be like, so get, like uh, a, a treasure chest if you will of, <laughs> of cliches that yeah. I just kind of pull out. Okay, well, highly recommend that. Highly recommend um, our flag means death, obviously. Obviously, and I have um, been resisting watching it because it's so good. I, I like don't want it. Yeah, again, you again, get you don't want to get it. You get it. In you there. get it. But Black Sails is a definitely um, substantially more gory. And okay. substantially darker. Okay. Um, I, I, I got, I got, sure. I watched it in college. I got really desensitized to violence. Mm-hmm. And then like I witnessed actual violence and I was like, ha ha, cool. <laughs> and like, and that was very interesting. All my friends were like, are you okay? Like oh I, I saw a dead dude in the Boston common. And it was oh my God. Thing. And it wasn't anything. I was just like, and you know, I, back in my dorm, I watched a man get keel hauled. So it's <laughs> fine. Who cares? That's yes. And that was a warning to me and I stopped watching it, but it's very good. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Yeah. What's your go-to comfort food right now? Oh, uh, a burrito made at home. Um, vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Just uh, uh, pinto beans or refried cheddar cheese. I use yogurt instead of sour cream and maybe some canned corn. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite thing about yourself right now? It can be something physical or not. But if you think of something physical, you have to say it because um, I'm trying to dismantle vanity. Oh, um, I'm enjoying my hair. I think it just finally it. got to the length where... Like for a while, I was like, it's getting like actually too long. But now I can finally do like the Disney Prince ponytail. You, that's absolutely what it is. Where for a while, you know, like you have to do like a top knot in exactly the part of your scalp where like the short parts can come together. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like kind of freeing that I can just like ponytail it. So that's I'm enjoying awesome. that. We kind of have the same haircut right now. Oh, yeah, kind of. Kind I, th- of. I think mine's longer. Hi, I know. I bet it is. I bet I'm it is. I'm letting it down. And you know what? Because you have the beard, though, you're doing Disney Prince and not, like, founding father, like, colonial <laughs> dweeb. You know what I mean? Because that's what a low pony can really If I shaved, into. would I be founding father colonial? Maybe. I don't know. You're definitely more of, like, lumberjack mountain man, though. Now, don't drink the potion, Emily. They're witches. <laughs> Absolutely, that's, that's what it is. That's what I'm serving currently. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then, where can people find you? Where can tell me the name of your podcast again? Like, where can people? Oh yeah, consume it's, the um, you make? Oh man. Well, uh, the podcast is live from the hostel kitchen, mm-hmm. um, and it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But the main, I mean, the main media that I've been working on is this novel that I'm trying to uh, option out to Asians, and mm-hmm. you cannot consume that yet. No, you can't, Jenny. But I'm hoping to get, you know, I'm not interested in the self-publishing thing. Yeah. So um, we'll see if that goes anywhere. That's fantastic. And then maybe maybe a year or two we'll be plugging our uh, pirate podcast on this podcast. Ah, who knows? That would be amazing. Yeah. Cool, cool. Because I need people to be in it who can sing and act and be goofy. And you have a great podcast voice. It's me. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, I'm trying to think what character you'll be. Anywho. I want to be Anne Bonnie. What? Are you doing real pirates? No. Oh, never mind. I was trying. I'm like, historically, I want <laughs> Mary Reader and Bonnie. Thank you so much. I like that. Um, I mean, those are really the only two mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are not dudes. But... Fair. <laughs> I just listened to a podcast episode about them. Um, I love oh, really? the. Do you, do you listen to the dollop? You would love the dollop. I don't know if I. I mm, have I heard the dollop? I, I, I try to listen to educational podcasts, but I often feel like. But it's comedy. Yeah, but that's the problem. And they just love the sound of their own voices and their banter too much. Mm-hmm. And it's True. like, 
you know, nobody has told them, like, murder your darlings, cut this shit out. Like, because <laughs> there's not that oversight. And I feel like the medium of podcasts and of audio in general is, like, being reborn and rematuring. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, TV killed the radio so long ago. And now it's like, oh, my God, we love listening to things. And we love making podcasts. But there's this finesse when you listen to the radio and to especially old radio shows. Yeah. That I really have struggled to find podcasts that have that. This editing and planning and performance and like finesse. It's even? like it's died out and now yeah. it's having to re-evolve. Yeah. So I feel you. Yeah. So I'm I'm a really tough sell on a lot of podcasts, even if I like the concept. But that, that is, that I is like the, the dollop. That is the gap that we're filling here. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. I love it. Totes. Amazing. And people do love the banter. I'm just more of like a like Get to it. Give, like, give me the narrative. Give me something that's oh, like no. produced. They definitely you know? go off story and do to bits me. at improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to listen to My Favorite Murder. Fucking could not. I was like 20 minutes in. I was like, they haven't mentioned the murder. I don't care about your cats. <laughs> Please, I love what your is best friends, but like, get out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I'm working on it. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here in my closet. Yeah. Oh, so ironic, but I love it. Uh, Thank we, you. We love a little I'm so glad you're here. Yay, me too. Okay, we're going to go hang out more. Thanks for listening. We have one more episode in season two. Yay, bye. Bye.